Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. Hi, Miss Diane. Hi, Alicia. Thank you so much for yesterday. Oh, no. No, no, no. You're welcome. Happy Thankful Thursday. Yes, happy Thankful Thursday. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is anyone else during the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, Susie. It's Diane. Good morning, Diane. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I can't complain. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that you're doing wonderful. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's another a brand new day that we've never seen before. You have a great day. Yeah, thank you. You too. Has anyone else joined the call who would like to say good morning? Good morning, Susie. It's Rochelle. Good morning, Rochelle. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call? Good morning. Good Good morning, Sister Yvonne. Yes, God has your back, has our back. You have a wonderful and blessed day. God bless you. You too. Thank you. Has anyone else joined the call? Would like to say good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call? Good morning, Susie. It's Mona. It's Moxie, guys. Good morning, Mona Moxie. How are you? <laughs> Look, I said, I said it backwards this time. You know, trying to switch it up a little bit. Well, I'm just talking around. <laughs> I'm doing wonderful. Doing wonderful. You have a wonderful and blessed day, and God is good. You too. Thank you. Good morning, it's Sister Tracy. Happy Thursday. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Thursday to you too. It's going to be a beautiful day. Is anyone else joining the call would like to say good morning? Good, good morning, Sister Michael. 
good morning, Brother Michael. And did I hear Denise? Tiffany, good morning. Good morning. Does anyone else join the caller would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call? Is anyone else joined the call who would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Susie. Has anyone Good else morning. joined the call? Good morning. Good morning. Who's, who's this? Mary. Good morning, Mary. Good morning. You have a wonderful and blessed day. Thank you. You as well. Thank you. Is anyone else joined the call that would like to say Good morning. Does anyone else join the call who would like to say good morning? Does anyone else join the call who would like to say good morning on this beautiful day? Good morning. This is Patient. Good morning, Patient. You know, um, I, I I can't use my cash app or anything like that uh, for some reason because uh, I'm it's my Patelco is going down like crazy. Not my Patelco, but the PayPal mm-hmm. and and Zelle. So I want a, a PO box number or something because I got I got to continuously. I like to continuously send. You know? Okay, um, I'll have to get that for you. Um, is there a phone number that I could reach you at? Yes. Would you like it now? Please. 415-286-4875. Wait, 75. And what is your name again? Patient or Patricia. Patricia. I'll put Patricia down for right yeah. now until I get the... Okay, 415-286-4875. And you need that... What is it that you need again? I need a P.O. box number to send P.O. some money. I'm P.O. Still... box, okay. Yes. <clears throat> okay. I will get that for you sometime you. today, and I'll send it right to you. I appreciate you. it. Thank you. You're so welcome. Susie. Has anyone else joined the call who would like to say good morning? Susie, if um, Patricia can log on to um, declarevictory.org, mm-hmm. all the information is in there. Oh, I knew that. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! It's okay. Oh, okay. Thank you. I was just being a little lazy. Okay, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Made it easy for everybody. 
I just got to get myself woke up this morning. <laughs> I'll drink my coffee. Thank you. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Okay, well, who is that again? Did you this say is Christina. Good morning. Good morning, Christina. Okay, well, before we do move forward, we ask that you mute your line so that we can proceed. And good morning again. My name is Susie, and I am your host. And thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 o'clock a.m. Pacific Time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so that they can be blessed as well. Be sure to continue joining us daily during May, where our new monthly theme is entitled Grace. This means that all of our declarations will be regarding the grace that God has extended to us through Christ, our Savior and Lord. We do have one announcement today. Ladies, please join us tonight and every Thursday night for a Walk It Out Women's Call hosted by Ms. Lisa Porter. They will be going through the book entitled Emotionally Healthy Spiritually. It's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature, and that's by Peter Sazerell. The call takes place from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Time, right here by dialing the same number tonight. There were no prayer requests today. The order of the call is Prayer and Corporate Praise will be brought by Diane. The declaration will be brought by Philip Watson. And then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declare Philip Watson. And I'll repeat that. Prayer and Corporate Praise will be brought by Diane. The declaration will be brought by Philip Watson. Then we'll go right into the closing comments hosted by the declare. Philip Watson. The scripture for today is Romans 6 and 1. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? May the Lord add that blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior, Diane. God bless you all. Could everyone make sure that their line is muted? I can still hear someone. Please mute your line. Father, good morning. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Have your way today. Have your way in our lives, teaching us and guiding us into all truth and understanding. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you this morning, Lord God, to bring forth my petition to you. God, I ask right now that you search me, that there's anything in me 
that has not been forgiven or anything in me that's not pleasing in your sight that brings a stench to your nostril. God, I ask that you remove it this morning, that there will be no hindrance in my relationship with you, that there will be no hindrance in my prayers, no hindrance in me and the others, oh God, no hindrance in understanding your word. So God, I thank you this morning for breath in my body. I thank you, Lord God, for your grace this morning, your unmerited favor. God, I thank you. It's nothing that I have done to deserve it, but it's because of your loving kindness. Lord God, it's because of your mercy that you have brought us to the dawning of a brand new day. So God, I give you praise this morning. For you are the God of righteousness. The grace that you have given us through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. God, you said there is no difference for all have sinned and fallen short of your glory. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you, Lord God, this morning. I give you praise. Jesus said if you don't believe who he is, who he said he is, you will die in your sin. We thank you, Father, for giving your son, your only begotten son, on the cross, Lord God, to die for us, that we may have life and have it more abundantly. He who knew no sin but became sin, that we may become the righteousness of him. God, I thank you this morning for your son, Lord God. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just praise you this morning. I give you thanks, Lord God, for we don't have a high priest who do not sympathize with us, but one who has been tempted in every way we have, but yet without sin. So, God, I thank you this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, someone's line is unmuted. I can hear you moving. Please mute your line. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just give thanks for your grace this morning. I thank you, Lord God, for you are my strong tower, the righteous one, that one that I can run to and be safe. So, God, I praise you this morning. Better is one day in your court than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than dwell in a tent of the wicked. God, I thank you this morning for the Lord God is the son and shield. The Lord, someone please mute your line. The Lord bestows his favor and honor. No good thing will he will withhold from you for those who walk upright. So God, I thank you this morning. I come this morning lifting up Sean Hayes to you, God. I ask for healing, Lord God, for him. So God, I, I know the suffering he's going through. And I know and understand sometimes, God, you use suffering, Lord God, for your redemptive purpose. So God, I ask for healing in him today for the hiccups that he's been had, Lord God, for many years now. And Father, 
I just praise you that you still keep him, Lord God. You still are watching over him. You're still covering him. He still has life in his body. So God, but I praise you this morning, oh God, just for who you are. I don't know the reason. He doesn't know the reason. God, only you do. But God, I ask you for your favor on him this morning that he may be able to to eat and hold food down. I thank you, Lord God, just for who you are. I know you're able, Lord God. I know you will, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. So God, I just lift him up to you this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus. And I know, Lord God, that your hand is on him. So Father, I thank you this morning. I pray over our families, those families that are separated from their their parents, Lord God, that was that was separated when they crossed the border. God, I just pray and ask, oh Lord, that they be returned to their mother and father, their families, that the families, Lord God, are put back together. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you, Lord God, for our military families, Lord. I pray over them, even those that are on the streets, even those that don't have any place to lay their heads, God, but they serve our country, but our country, Lord God, doesn't do anything for them, oh God. Father, in the name of Jesus, they should not be laying on the street after serving our country. We have one of the most richest countries there is, but yet and still, we don't take care of our own. So God, my heart my heart aches this morning for our people that are on the street, our military that are on the street. God, they can't get medical help. They can't get housing. So, God, I pray and ask, oh, God, that you keep them in perfect peace, Lord God, that you give them a place to lay their heads, oh, God. And, God, I just lift up India this morning, oh, God, in the name of Jesus, for we all come from the same seed, God. We don't even know the ethnicity, but yet and still we have racism, oh God. In the name of Jesus, God, I lift up your people to you today. You said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, Lord God, and you will heal their land. They humble themselves and seek your face, Lord God. Turn from their wicked ways. You said then you will heal from heaven and you will heal their land. So, God, we're asking you to heal the land that we live in. God, the land that we live in, Lord God, is so much evil, Lord God. I praise you, Lord God, for you are the God who created everything. You created us from nothing but dust. And God, I just praise you this morning just for who you are. Just for who you are, we are going through these things, Lord God, but you never change. You are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And for that, God, I'm so grateful that you are not like man. So, God, I bless your name this morning. I thank you, Lord God, for your grace. 
your grace and your mercy, oh God. I pray for our nation, Lord God, that there be harmony among each of each other's, oh God. We're all from your seed. We're all from the seed of Adam, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, God grace them to do their job efficiently and effectively and not in the power, not in their power, Lord God, but your power. So God, I pray for your protection over each and every one this morning. I pray your protection over your children. And Lord God, I ask that them covered, Lord God, day and night. I pray over our police force, Lord God. God, teach them to be obedient. Teach them, Lord God, that they may know how to how to handle situation on the street other than pulling their guns. God, I thank you this morning, Lord God. Let them get training that will train them how to how to deal with certain issues and how to deal with people, oh God. God, I thank you this morning and I pray over our economy as it goes back to normal, Lord God, during these times of pandemic. God, I thank you, Lord God. I pray the jobs will return to them, oh God. I pray over our schools and our educators, oh God, for protection, oh God, as they go return to school, that they will wear their masks, oh God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. And I pray for protection over the body of Christ this morning, oh God. I thank you, Lord God. I bless your name. I praise you, Lord God, for those that are, that are in India, Lord God. And I pray for the body of Christ right here on in this country, oh God. In the name of Jesus, all across the nation, people are being persecuted because of their relationship with you, Lord God. So, God, we ask that you protect your people, that you cover them, Lord God. But even in the midst of persecution, Lord God, let us all be able to stand, to stand in in our position of you, oh God, and loving you, Lord God, and nothing change, change that, oh God. In the name of Jesus, help us to walk worthy of the calling that you placed on our lives, Lord God, for you are God and God alone. Help us, Lord God, you said that you will always be with us, even in the midst of our trials and tribulation, even in persecution. God, you are there. You are there. You will never leave us nor forsake us. God, your promises are all yes in you and yes is yes in you and amen, oh God. In the name of Jesus, your promises will never change. Lord God, you're not a God that will change your mind. So Father, I thank you this morning, Lord God, for your righteousness. I thank you, Lord God, for your blood that runs warm in our veins. So if everyone can take their phones off the mute 
and give God praise, the praise that he so deserved. God, we praise you, for you are Jehovah Jireh, the God of God. You are Jehovah Jireh. Father God, for the joy of you. Thank you, Father God, for protecting us and such a good every one of us pray to you. For the good of God, all the time you need. Father God, as the Queen of Jesus, thank you for the person coming to Jesus' declaration. 
Jesus, dear Lord. Use them in the wrong way, Father God. May everyone here, Lord, be blessed in this day, dear Lord, in so many ways. Oh, my God, it's so exciting, dear Lord, Father God, what you have for us, dear Lord. We give the praise of today, honor and glory. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
it was a time where there was so much wickedness going on. And it was so much that God said, he said that every imagination of the heart of mankind was evil continually. And, you know, God hears our heart. So God can not only hear our thoughts and the things that we're planning, but he felt that these things were evil. All the things that he was hearing were evil. And it was so bad to where in verse 6, it actually said that it repented God that he had made man on the earth. And it grieved him at his heart. So in other words, the wickedness that man had reached such a point that God began to say, I wish I never even created mankind. I wish I never even created them. But then this next part of the verse is very key, where he says it grieved him at his heart. In other words, the wickedness was so great that was in the heart of man that it broke God's heart. God's heart was broken. And not only was God's heart broken, um, but God began to say in verse 7 how he was going to destroy mankind because he said, it repents me that I have I've made them. In other words, like, look, I think mankind needs to be destroyed. Like, I repent for even creating them, you know, and because of all this wickedness that is being unleashed. And God's actual heart was broken. God had a broken heart. But Genesis chapter 6, verse 8 says, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Okay? Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. A couple of principles that are very key that you and I can take with us. One is that grace is in the eyes of the Lord. Okay? In other words, when we're looking at God, we know God is looking at us. And in those eyes, when we set our eyes on him, we find grace. That word grace also means uh, kindness. It means favor. It means graciousness. It means beauty, pleasant, um, um, pleasantness, preciousness. So in other words, when we look into God's eyes, we could find kindness in his eyes. We could find favor in his eyes. We can find um, uh, pleasant things in his eyes. We can find preciousness in his eyes. This is very comforting to know because, you know, sometimes, hey, we can be in situations, even if you're not in a situation. Like, how powerful is that to know that when you look in someone's eyes, you can find kindness? Mm. When you look into someone's eyes, you can actually find favor. And it's something that is tangible, something that is felt. We know God's eyes, even his actual gaze, is so strong. And just to know that we can look in his actual eye and we find kindness in his eye. Wow. We find kindness in his eye. Wow. What kind of eyes are those? Beautiful eyes. Beautiful eyes. Hallelujah. And I want to share this other nugget about his eyes or about the grace that is in his eyes. Notice that it says Noah found grace. 
I was looking in a commentary, uh, the David Guzik commentary, and it talked about how Noah found grace, but he didn't earn grace. Noah found grace, but he didn't earn grace. And I think that's it's really, really dope because the first time that grace is actually mentioned, it's something that's found and not earned, right? Something that's found and not earned. Remember, we, we obtain grace uh, from Jesus Christ, you know, because of what he did on the cross. We have obtained grace. Remember, we never worked for this grace. We didn't earn this grace. You know, all of sin that fell short of the glory of God. But grace, again, is something that can be found. Hallelujah. We can't earn grace. Grace is not something that we can earn. We can't look at God and say, hey, you know what? I've done this, so I earn grace. We don't deserve it. But we can actually find it. And this is such a beautiful reminder that when we look into the eyes of the Lord, what's actually in his eyes, when we just sense the gaze of God upon us, we're sensing kindness, we're sensing favor. Isn't it comforting that our God is kind? Isn't it comforting that our God is full of favor? Like seriously, isn't that, isn't that comforting? That is so, so comforting that our God is full of kindness, that our God is full of favor. Genesis 19.19 says, Behold now, thy servant has found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast showed unto me in saving my life. And I cannot escape to the mountain, lest some evil take me, and I die. Okay? So, uh, in Genesis 19, 19, the second time that the word grace is mentioned, is used in accordance with Lot. And the angels, when the angels come to take Lot and his family, um, out of where he was in Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot associated God showing mercy with him finding grace in his sight. And I think something else that's really key is to notice that the first two times that grace is used in the Bible is connected to being delivered from destruction. Right? We have Noah, the Bible says he found grace in the eyes of the Lord. So as a result of him finding grace, what happened? He was able to, to build the ark. Why was he building this ark? Because one of the things that the ark was going to do was deliver Noah from destruction. Okay? And then the second thing, the second time we see grace mentioned, here it is, you have Lot. And Sodom and Gomorrah is about to be what? Destroyed. Both times, a, 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 a region. Um, is about to be destroyed. Now, in Noah's case, the, the entire earth, God was ready to destroy. Well, he was ready to destroy mankind, and he released a flood on the earth, right? But the second time, it wasn't um, an entire earth, but more so land, Sodom and Gomorrah. 
But yet there was destruction that was going to come. And what ended up happening was during the destruction, in the midst of, or, or in the dawn of the destruction, I should say, there was someone that found grace in God's sight. And I want to encourage us even with that word, even for today. There are a lot of things that are going on. There are a lot of things that are taking place in the earth. A lot of things, right? And some things we can understand, some things we don't understand. Some things we don't understand. But the one thing that is very comforting is that we can find grace in the sight of the Lord. Hallelujah. We as believers can find grace in his sight. God is good. God is merciful. God is kind. He's a kind God. And we can look into the eyes of the Lord and experience his kindness. God can release his kindness in our lives. And I don't know about you, but hearing those type of things and knowing these truths makes me want to gaze in the eyes of the Lord even more. Because sometimes here on this earth, things can be wicked, things can be cruel, things can be hurtful. We could find grace in the eyes of the Lord. We could find favor in the eyes of the Lord. Hallelujah. We could find favor in the eyes of the Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, just thank you for your favor. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your mercy. Lord, thank you that we look into your eyes. And when we look, we find kindness and we find mercy. Lord, thank you that you're delivering us from destruction. Thank you that you're delivering us from destruction, God. Thank you that you would not allow us to enter destruction. But we can find grace that is in your eyes. Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you that we can find grace in your eyes. We love your grace. Thank you for your grace, God. And we say let your mercy be magnified in our lives. In Jesus' name, I'm reminded of that second time with Lot, where Lot found grace in God's eyes. He also mentioned that he says, behold, now thy servant has found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast showed unto me in saving my life. So one of the things that comes along with finding grace in God's eyes is mercy being magnified in our lives. And this is an awesome thing to know, that not only can we experience the mercy of God, but the mercy of God can actually be magnified. Mm. The mercy of God can actually be increased. We want God's mercy to be magnified in our lives. So many areas where we need the mercy of God. We need the mercy of God. And again, there's a lot of crazy stuff that's happening out here. Some things we know, a lot of things we don't know. 
things we can actually be on the verge of that we don't know. But the one thing we can do is look to the hills. And for whence cometh our help, our help cometh from the Lord. And as we gaze into his eyes, as we gaze into his eyes, we know that we're looking into the essence of kindness when we're looking in his eyes. Remember, the Bible says love is kind. I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't want to look into the eyes of one who has evil intent in their heart. I want to look into the eyes of one who has kindness in his heart. Mm. For the eyes are the windows to the soul. So we look into the heart of God, and as we look into the heart of God, as we look into the heart of God, we begin to experience this kindness. We begin to experience this kindness. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for your kindness. Thank you for your loving kindness. Thank you for your kindness, God. Thank you for your kindness and for your mercy. Lord, I pray today that every person on this line, we will experience the kindness that comes from looking into your eyes. May we be encouraged to look into your eyes even more. That we may gaze upon your kindness. Thank you that your eyes are on us right now. For your eyes are in every place. So, Lord, may we return that gaze with our heart. And I thank you that as we're looking in your eyes, God, you're filling our hearts with kindness and favor in this hour. Thank you, God, for being kind, for being kind. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. This is just so good, you know, the kindness of the Lord. Just so good, the kindness, the kindness of the Lord. It's so good. I'm just really sitting here and I just, you know, it's just so, so good, you all, to be able to look into God's eyes and experience this kindness. One other thing I want to say is this, is concerning his kindness, is you might say, how can we look into God's eyes? What does that look like? Well, one of the ways is through prayer. You know, when we're praying, we're looking unto God. You know, there's a verse that talks about looking unto God in Micah. And if you look up that word in Micah, look, it also means watch. It also means watch. And we know that Jesus tells us to do what? Watch and pray. Watch and pray. Remember, prayer is associated with being a watchman. Okay? So, since prayer is a form of watching or looking, every single time we pray, we're looking at God, but not just looking at him, looking into his eyes. We're looking into his eyes. Hallelujah. 
looking into his eyes. But let me tell you something else that's going on too. As we're looking into his eyes. Another thing that happens of how to look in his eyes is through worship. When we worship, when we praise, just like what we were just doing, we're looking into his eyes, we're looking into his face. And I'm going to give you a third way of looking in his eyes. When we read the word, remember that the word is an actual person. And so when we're looking into the word, right, when we're peering into the word, the word is looking back at us. So another way we look into the eyes of the Lord, that we peer a glance into the eyes of the Lord, is when we read our word. And also when we meditate on the word, that's another way of looking at God or watching God. And as we're looking at him, grace, kindness, favor is being released in our lives. There's an exchange of this kindness. There's an exchange of this this mercy being magnified. We could find comfort. There's a comfort when you look in someone's eyes and, and you experience that kindness. It almost like makes your heart melt. So again, the different ways of looking into his eyes is prayer, reading the word, meditating on the word, praise, and worship. Hallelujah. So, Father, just thank you for your grace. Thank you that your grace is so sufficient for us. Lord, as we live in these times of uncertainty right now, I thank you that we can look into your eyes and find grace. And so I say, Lord, set your eyes upon us even now. Thank you that the very hairs on our head are numbered. And, Lord, as we return this gaze to you, I thank you, Lord God, that in this gaze, we're experiencing an impartation and a transference of kindness and favor and mercy. Thank you, God. Thank you. Lord, we need your kindness. We need your kindness, God. Lord, we know this is not something that we can earn. So I just pray that we would find it even now. We bless you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 So we just want to um, open this call up. Um, if anybody wants to uh, uh, comment, is, it, is this the comment part or is this the do I turn this back over? Good morning, Brother Fiona. Good morning. Hey, hey, hey. I'm sorry. Good morning. It's pretty Patrice. Good morning, family. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is Sister Good morning. Lisa. This is Valerie. You have such a sweet presence. Uh, the Spirit of God is all over you. God bless you for your declaration this morning. Good morning. This is Sister Lisa. Thank you for your decoration and happy Thursday and God bless. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Are there any more greetings? Good Good morning, morning, Brother Phil. Good morning. Um, 
Hallelujah. So if there aren't any more greetings, uh, we want to open it up now for comments. Uh, would anybody like to leave a comment uh, or, or share a comment, question, uh, whatever it is? Good morning, Brother Phil. This is Diane, Great Decoration. You know, uh, this very scripture I was in this week, because I knew I had to pray today. But you mentioned, you talked about a little about Lot, but, and looking at how God destroyed the world and the people got on here. <laughs> the people just were acting up so bad where God said, you know, no longer will I give them all these years to live. I will give them 120 years at the most. But as even all the messing up we do, God still, his grace is still sufficient. His mercy is still on our lives. And, you know, when we you look back at at some of the things that's going on now, and People take it for granted that God has to do this and God has to do that. But he doesn't. That he's so loving and kind to, you know, we don't we don't really look at God as being loving, kind. And sometimes people take it for granted that he has to do it and he doesn't. And we just take it for granted that we're going to be here forever, that God is forever going to put up with the things that we do that's unpleasing to him. And to sit and look in God's eyes every day, I constantly search myself. And I'm sharing this. I had to, you know, I have a class, and we we I had to tell what you know what I've learned in this class and how God has touched my life during the book of Genesis, and it's everything in there it touches all of us, the whole book of genesis if if you take the time to read every page because I had to read every page through this lesson, you learn so much about God and how life is and how he kept you when he could have destroyed you. He's just a faithful God and he's a loving God. And they asked me, what do I plan to do uh, when class is over, I plan to do what I've been doing these this this year, and that's keeping my keeping myself in God's word so that I can learn more about God and more about how to make myself look more like God by doing the things that God says do, and to walk out my life in His word, and I'm glad that. 
he allows me to look into his eyes and gaze upon him. That was a great decoration, even though it was those two verses, but there's a lot in those two verses. And I appreciate you this morning. God bless you. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Hey, good morning, yeah. Pastor Philip, Minister Phil. What up, what up? I'm a different, I'm going to take it differently because God's grace is sufficient. But in those moments when it feels like you're not going to get through, for me, like I said, we are all going through stuff, but it's so much grief. It's so much death that it's devastating at times. So for me, I got to remember, you know, in my head, I can read all the scriptures, but it has, I have to get it in me. And I have to believe him because he did it before. He'll do it again. I can't get caught up in the, care, the things of this world because I'm not of it, right? I have to know that he is God and he is good. And when you talk about his kindness, his loving kindness and his eyes, I got so much peace because I'm going to be real honest. I wasn't getting on the call this morning, but I knew that that's what the enemy wanted me to do. Just get in my feelings and just, you know, have a pity party and whine. But God is too good for that. And his grace and his mercy just continues to keep me when I want to give up. So I'm going to be honest. This, this, this life is not easy, but he said it wouldn't be. So I'm learning to just continue to press and to really believe his word for me. So that I know that he's a kind God. Even when it doesn't feel so kind in this world, he's still kind. And, and all the things that he could have done or how it could have went, it didn't go that way. So I know I'm rambling, but it's so good to hear your sound always. I always love when you teach because you're on fire. And I love you for that. But this isn't a line. I'm worshiping and I'm praising him and I'm thanking him for another day. That's all we have. Yesterday's over. I can't even think about tomorrow. I just know that his grace is sufficient, so I love you for reminding me of that. Love you, brother. Love you, too, and thank you for that. Praise God. Good morning. Good morning. This is Christina. Good morning, um, Christina. Good morning. I um, Just a, a comment from me, the aha moment, when you said about looking into the eyes of God and seeing his loving kindness and seeing his grace, it it's refreshing to realize that God doesn't want any anybody lost. He doesn't want anybody to not be able to have fellowship with him in heaven and have eternal life and to know that the loving kindness of his eyes, the grace in his heart, the, the fact that he will allow you to wake up every day because he knows that eventually if you are living in sin, you're going to stop. If you ask for Jesus to be in your life and you turned away for a moment, like the prodigal son, you have a moment where you decide to come back home to the father. And it's that, that moment that he celebrates when you come back, that moment that he looks at you with loving kindness and knows that the 99 are here, but the one came back. That's, that's what I got from your message today. And I thank you, brother, for your work. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Good morning, brother. Good morning. morning. So appreciate your declaration this morning. And um, it's just so wonderful when the presence of God just can just 
continue to flow from one conversation to the next. And last night, as a couple of the ladies and I were on a um, class, the Lord reminded me of how he looks at us. And um, I know a lot of us women have had children and when we first give birth and they give us that baby and that baby open their eyes and they look in our eyes and we look in their eyes, it's a different kind of feeling. And he showed me that that is that same love and grace that he gives us when we pray and when we meditate, you hit on that, that feeling that, um, you know, when people say, well, I can't see God, you can see him, you can see him through prayer, you can see him through medication. If you allow yourself just to release yourself in us, even as grown uh, adults and our children are growing up, there's a certain time that they come to us and they come to us, and but they look at us different. You said so much when it comes to the look and to the eye gates, to the soul and to the heart and to the mind and to the spirit. So I thank you for reminding us that even though um, sometimes we can't see the person visually, but we can see God spiritually because mm-hmm. he, he's there. And that, that was so dope that every time we mess up, he's always finding a way to bring us back because of his love and kindness toward us, yeah. that he will always be our keeper. So I thank God for that. I, I, I thank God for who he is. I, I thank you just for, just for reminding us that he is always a near and present help. Doesn't matter um, what it looks like, he's still a near and present help, and he's always a keeper. He always is going to do what's best for us. So thank God for you. Hallelujah. Thank you. Praise God. Is anybody else want to Good morning. Good morning, Brother Phil. This is gloriously graceful. Hey. Gloria, how are you? All right, all right. How you doing? Good, good. I'm good, I'm good. I'm graced. I'm glad to hear you this morning. I'm thankful for the for the um declaration and just the whole how how God had you to deliver it to us was just so peaceful and so calming and so comforting. I mean, even just your delivery of what he was what he's saying to us. And I'm grateful to him for just how he continues to remind us of how gracious and loving he is to us. It's an awesome, awesome thing to realize and to appreciate the fact that we're in the arms of a loving and kind God, a merciful God, that he is very present. He's never going to leave us. He's equipped us, and we can just take rest, rest and refuge right in him. So I appreciate you, brother, and your encouragement on this journey. I love you. Going back on mute. Love you too. Thank you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Yes. Good morning. Good morning, Brother Watson. This is a Sister Persistent Priscilla speaking. I just want to say first, when I hear that it's going to be you and others, but you, uh, I get excited. There's something that jumps inside of me. Um, I love your teaching that you can take two verses on grace in the Bible and have a full teaching on it and go deep. It doesn't take that much. Um, I love the fact that 
what you said. When I read the verses, what stands out for me is both Noah and Lot, the word found, the favor. Yeah. That's, that leaps out for me, the word found. Yeah. Um, I It leaps out because the, that's all there in God's eyes. But they yeah. found it. So did they pursue? Did they get to know God more? Did they study? The, you, know, you know what I'm saying? All the things you mentioned. Yeah. So... Because it's there, it's already there, but they had they found it. I used to look at it differently and think, oh, they did something to find favor in God's eyes. But I think there's there's more of a pursuit there on on Noah's side, actions, pursuit, and Lot's side. But that's what leaped out for me, in, in both of those verses, which um, maybe that's where I am right now too, has something to do with what what I'm pursuing with the Lord, but I just want to say thank you for your teaching. I love your, your, um, your uh, tongue language. Uh, I love hearing it. Uh, and it's so, and, and I agree with one, I think it was Gloria that said, you, when you did the teaching, you um, personified peace, kindness, love, and, and I felt the grace in this message. It was such a sweet presence very sweet presence. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your teaching this morning. Praise God. Praise God. Just for real. Just praise God. That's all I could say. Just accessing <laughs> him. <laughs> praise God. Hallelujah. I understand. <laughs> Anybody else? Good morning, Brother Phil. Oh, this is Lavina. And uh, awesome, awesome declaration. And I just love um, that they found grace and how he is still allowing people the time to find grace. And uh, what jumped out with me with this whole month of uh, grace is that uh, the dispensation of grace. What will we do when it ends, when it comes to an end? And I'm going to keep speaking it. I um, brought the declaration on Monday, if I'm correct. But on that, do we, where do we see ourselves? And I'm just putting this out here. Where do we see ourselves with grace? Because so many of us have taken grace for granted. And there's a time coming where the dispensation of grace will end. And where will we find ourselves? Because when the door closes and God says enough is enough, where will we find ourselves? Let me ask you. Let me ask you this. Um, let me ask you a question. So, are you saying grace for believers will end? No, that's not no. That's that's the grace for those that are, and I'm gonna say it like this: on, that's that's still on the outside. Of, um, that's still on the outer court. <laughs> what 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 will they do? And it's just for the end time. It's the end time. 
But no, it won't be for the believers because the believers will have come in by that time. It's just something I just, just, it just keeps coming up in my spirit. What will the people do? So I just, I just wanted to put that out there. That's all. The awesome declaration, though, for real. Nothing towards what you said. No, no, just no, it's cool. That just, you know, that just, yeah, it just came up in my spirit again. What I, will we do, you know, when grace ends? I, I want to know what, what, what verse are you basing that off of? It's in Revelation when the um, when the 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 seven vows and the seven bowls or how, however which version you read will be poured out and that the door will be closed. And I want to oh. I want to say um, I want to say it's between Revelation fourteen or thirteen through um, maybe the sixteenth chapter talks about the. Um, the vows and the the judgment that God, you know, yeah. But, but okay, and correct me if I'm wrong, but during that time, isn't this after uh, believers have went to heaven? Yeah, yeah. That, that's why I said, well, it, well it's going to be for those that's going to be left behind. And that that's always been a cry for, you know, for the, the end time harvesting of the souls. You know, uh, yeah, because it, it'll, it'll pretty much be over with. They won't have that opportunity. And I guess that's my, um, that's my, my, my cry or my um, passion is that those, you know, will come in, that they won't get caught in, in that. Yeah, because that, that okay. makes sense. If that makes yeah, sense. Cause it is, yeah, the only thing that it threw me off is you, you had said, you were like speaking to us and you were saying, what are we going to do um, when when the grace ends? And yeah, like, no, I, I know it's not. I know it's not for the believers, but it's for those that are still out there, you know, that can still hear our sound right now. Well, that's probably that why those... I addressed it that way. So, yeah, excuse me if I did that wrong, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll say this: those that are out there. Um, uh, they, how can I say this? Um, well, I won't. I'll just leave it be. But uh, but I I got you. <laughs> it's okay. Right, please, please make it plain. Please make it plain. We need to hear. Yeah. So there there are a couple of verses. Um. Again, uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 9, by grace are we saved through faith, um, and how it's a gift of God. Romans six fourteen, it says we're not under the law, but under grace. Um, long story short is uh, when Jesus died on the cross, uh, when he when he died on the cross, uh, uh, this is when that grace transference happened. Okay, uh, Romans five eight says, "But God commended His love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us." 
Even Hebrews 4.16 tells us to come boldly unto the throne of grace. And so I say that to say there was a time where we were living where we were not under grace. We were under wrath because the law brought wrath. Okay, that's uh, what the, the Bible talks about. The law brought wrath. It's actually in Romans. Paul really goes in about this in Romans. But what happened was when Jesus came and Jesus died on the cross, whereas before we had to earn the affections of God, that's, that's what the law was. Um, but no one can live up to it. No one can ever live perfectly to earn that particular thing. Uh, we needed a sacrifice, which was Jesus. And Jesus died on the cross for us. And so now, since Jesus died on the cross, something that we uh, uh, had to try to earn, but it was impossible to earn, um, we were under God's wrath. Now, because of Jesus, he's made it to where we can obtain grace and we can obtain it freely. Um, grace is here. Uh, grace abounds um, as long as Jesus Christ is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Um, there's also grace in the Lord's eyes as well. Um, and so, even as it relates to certain things of, of the the end time, um, according to Scripture, all I would say is on that is this: is that um, still. Um, um, though the Bible talks about certain things that um, will happen, uh, the Bible says that God's mercy endures forever. Like his mercy doesn't ever stop. Like his, his, you know what I'm saying? Now there may be certain things that might be coming, but, but if you seek the Lord, you will find grace with God. Like there's, there's not one uh, verse or one scripture um, that says that uh, under the new covenant, it will be impossible for us to find grace to help in time of need. So that's why I was I was just a little um, thrown off because we'll we'll always as long as you come to God, you'll always be able to find grace to help in the time of need. Now you're right. We want to get things together without question. We want to get things together. Um, uh, but God, his, again, I just go to the scripture that says his mercy endures forever. People will always be able to experience um, the mercy of God, even in his judgment, as crazy as that sounds. Even even in judgment, you know, God is, is rich, uh, rich in mercy. So I just wanted to throw that out there because we, uh, you know, grace doesn't grace doesn't run out. I'm sorry. Thank, you, thank you for sense. that, Brother Phil. No, thank you, thank you. I love it. I just wanted Amen. to pull up this morning. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm going Amen. back up. <laughs> thank you, though, so much. Hey, Phil, this is um, just to follow up because I just had a quick question um, uh, about since we were going here. I'm sorry. He, in Hebrews, because I was reading Hebrews 10, and 
it talks about Christ sacrificing once and for all. But then it says in verse 26, if we willingly, if we willfully persist in sin after having received the knowledge of truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a fearful process of judgment and a fury of fire that will consume the adversary. And then it goes down and it says, how much worse punishment do you think will be deserved by those who have spurned the Son of God, profaned the blood of the covenant by which they were sanctified and outraged the spirit of grace? So I took that as once you're a believer, you shouldn't willfully sin. You shouldn't willfully fornicate. You shouldn't willfully commit adultery. You shouldn't willfully curse. And, and therefore, you shouldn't willfully do these things because you're under grace and God's giving you that grace. You've repented. You've turned away from sin. So you should know better now. So if it seems like Paul's saying here, or not Paul, because we don't know the, we don't know the um, author of Hebrews, but it seems like the author of Hebrews is saying here that if you know that God that Jesus died for your sins, and if you know this, and you're like, okay, God, I accept you as my Lord and Savior, but then you decide to go live out like the world, what what good was the sacrifice? Because now you have outraged the spirit of grace. Right. So, but, so, so what? So you and you're saying grace is not um, outrun. So it's almost like saying those who do this, they'll be okay. No, no. What I'm saying is, and this is the best way I could say it, we have until our last dying breath to get it together. Remember, the reason that this punishment was much worse, right, verse 29, when it talks about how it's going to be much worse, um, much worse than what? Much worse than those who refuse to obey the law of Moses, right? Um, And they were put to death without mercy. And they were talking about this terrible judgment that is to come. Um, But notice, if you look in verse 27, right, and it talks about how, um, let me go to it real quick. Verse 27 talked about, but a certain fearful look for of judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversary, right? Um, At the end of the day, what is that judgment that comes? Uh, uh, what is that second judgment that comes? There are actually two judgments, right? That second judgment is the one that everybody talks about. And it can be termed as the great white throne judgment. And that's that judgment after people have died, all right? And you have to go before the Lord. Now, you and I, you and I, um, we can go before the Lord. Uh, we we actually face judgment when we get saved. And what I mean by facing judgment when we get saved is that we've come um, and at that moment acknowledge that our lifestyle was a life of sin. And we asked for the judgment that was rendered on the cross, okay, of God finding mercy with us and making us clean and making us whole. And so as a result, we attain eternal life. Now, those who never do that, um, those, who don't, those who don't walk in God, um, when they die, there's a judgment that's much worse. And that judgment is hellfire. And there is no grace in hell. Now, I mean, that, that's what it is. Hell is a real place uh, that I don't plan on going to. Okay. Uh, but hell is a hell is a real place, and there's no grace in hell. 
But what I'm saying is that we here on earth have until our last dying breath to get it together. You know, they're, 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 if, if we live a life, even if you backslide or fall away, you still have a chance to come back to God. If not, the Lord would have never given the parable of the, of the prodigal son and said that this is a picture of how the kingdom of God is. So we always have a chance to, to come back now. Like I said, to agree with you on this and agree with the, the scripture is, hey, you know, there is a judgment that is coming. And there is a judgment that is a very bad judgment, a judgment that we don't even, we don't even want to, to even go through. And that's the judgment of hellfire. We don't, we don't, we don't want to go to hell. So you're right. This is why we want to tell people and minister and, hey, get it right. Even those that um, um, may profess to be saved or maybe one foot in and one foot out. You know what I'm saying? You know, Priscilla and Aquila. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. Ananias and Sapphira were one foot in and one foot out. We don't, we don't want to roll like that. You know what I'm saying? But again, though, as long as you, you have until your last dying breath to get it together, Jesus has grace. His grace, uh, we can come boldly. Do me a favor, somebody, could you mute your phone? So like you in the kitchen or something with, with, with pots and pans. You're about to make some biscuits or something. Carol, I ain't had biscuits in a minute either. I love biscuits. Do me a favor, could you mute your phone for me? <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. But what did you want to say to that, my sister who was just sharing from Hebrews? My sister from okay. Hebrews? Yes, this was Hebrews, Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10, um, 26 through 31. Did that did that make sense what I was saying? Yes, 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 it did. It did. And, and so basically it sounds like that's why God allows you to wake up every day because he, he's like, okay, I'm giving you chance after chance after chance if you're out there to come yes. back home. Okay. Yes. We okay. have a time. Look, we, we have unto literally our last dying breath. Our last dying breath. You could be on the death yeah. deathbed like, forgive me of my sins. And then, man, boom. Now forgive okay. me of my sins. Yes. Let me, Jesus, yes. come and on my heart. Something. Yes. Yeah, something. Okay. That makes now. sense because then, that, then it's like if you choose so it's, it's each individual's choice. Those that choose to to accept the forgiveness and to repent, they those like the prodigal's brother. You choose to stay at home. You never left. Don't be mad about the one that went out there and came back. I got you now. Right. All right. Right. All right. All right. Yeah. Because if we because if we don't if we if um if that wasn't the case, then that means that God's grace wasn't sufficient in every single case. That means that what Jesus did on the cross was limited. Okay. Amen, Sister. Okay. Thank you. Amen. Sister, that's what his duty, and I thank you for saying that because when we really tap into his grace and his mercy, and then we consider the cross, that would have been for nothing, right? So I'm grateful yeah. for the breakdown of it because I hear people say that all the time. This faith stuff that. You broke it down in a way that I know I needed to hear. So thank you for that about grace running out and how you broke it down. Because if you're not taught or if you don't understand it clearly, then you're going to walk around and be schizophrenic. Not saying that you got a pass to do stuff you don't, but just the fact that his grace is new every single day. And that's why when I like to say this, Lord, thank you for today. 
yesterday is over. I blew that. I know I did. But you gave me another chance to get to just do things better than I did yesterday. So I thank you. I really do. I really did need to hear you. Didn't know. Like I said, you. I didn't even know you were declaring because I wasn't getting on. But I guess I was supposed to get on. You sent me that. You sent mm-hmm. me in ways to get my butt on the call. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, that that the grace thing is is really tripped out. And I want to make sure that people, um, for those of you all that don't know me, um, that you understand that in no way am I saying that. Um, in no way that I'm saying I'm I'm not one of these uh, people that come out here and they talk about grace, grace giving you a license to sin. Okay. Um, there's an actual scripture that actually talks about, um, about grace, like how we can, how it can give a license to sin. Um, um, or not grace giving a license to sin. How some people, uh, it, it's, it's something like, don't let your liberty be an occasion to sin. I think that's the verse. But long story short is I'm not one of those people that be like, oh, yeah, it's grace. So you could go ahead, go ahead and watch the porn. You know, it's covered under grace. Uh, you know, go go smoke some crack. It's covered under grace. No, 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 no. I no. You know, go. You know, I'm I'm not I'm not like that at all. I'm not. Um, that's not Bible. That's not the truth. Now there are some people that preach that doctrine, and that doctrine is alive from the pit of hell. There were actually people that were teaching a similar doctrine to that back in the day when Revelations was written, called the Nicolaitan, okay? And Jesus actually talked about the Nicolaitan. Um, it was either in Revelations chapter 2 or Revelations chapter 3. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you know you're in Christ, but you can also indulge in all of your your pleasures, whatever it is you want to indulge in. You know, so in no way um, am, I, am I preaching that message. I just want to make that um, very, very clear. But I am saying to all, that want to experience the mercy of God to all that, that want to experience the grace of God, that his, his grace is here for us. His grace is sufficient for us. He will not turn us away as long as we're still alive. Now, once we die, that's another story. But while we're here, we still got a chance. So we try to encourage people, hey, come on, get it together before it's too late. And getting it together, yielding your heart to Jesus. Come on, making making a choice, making a choice. Hallelujah. Does somebody else want to share? Yeah, 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 brother Philip. I'm glad you uh, made that statement uh, for uh, folks trying to pimp grace because, yeah, you know uh, what what one of the things that grace does for us as believers that it empowers us to um, live a holy and sanctified life because without holiness, no man shall see God. So I I just can't, I can't live a sinful and wicked life until my last breath and then say, okay, God, I believe uh, now that I can, I I can enter into your kingdom. Great. I don't believe that grace worked that way. Even though, um, you know, I mean, for a, a non-believer and a believer, there's a distinction. A non-believer that, that lives a wicked and sinful life up until his last breath 
could just say, okay, God, I believe in your son, Jesus Christ. Like the, 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 there was one thief on the cross and there was another one on the other one. And, and one entered into the paradise with Christ that day. Um, so my position is that Jeff is a believer right now. And and when 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 my time comes, when sin is presented to me, I got the grace of God to empower me to say, "No, I'm not gonna participate in that. I'm gonna right. stay on the side of God's grace. Grace empowers me to live holy, like that scripture." the sister just spoke about in Hebrews, you know, okay, sin is always present, but grace is, 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 is more abound, even though sin is always present. So I have a, 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 a choice. I have an opportunity to choose grace over sin and, and, and evil. So I'm glad you you made that statement <laughs> that no way that you saying we can live. I can go here. Cool. It's cool for me to watch a little porn and, you know, smoke a little weed on the side. Grace got me. No, it, it, that ain't that ain't it. So thank you for clearing that up. Yeah, let me let me put it like this. Romans chapter six. It says, what shall we say then? This is verse one. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? And there's also another verse where it says, don't let our liberty be an occasion to sin. Uh, I don't remember where that is, but that's in there. But I do want to say this. Go ahead. Galatians 5.13. Galatians 5.13. Let me pull that up real quick. Uh, Galatians 5.13. Right. It says, for brethren, um, you have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. Yes, yes, yes. Look, but it, but, but you also brought up a point, brother. Um, and that's why I was talking about, about our last dying breath. That thief on the cross, you know, he didn't have a chance to, you know, go and live out life. Um, you know, he made that decision right there. You know what I'm saying? And people have, see, see, let me, let me put it like this. This is why I stay until the last dying breath. Because if we're alive at any part of our life, in any part of our life, when we're alive, if we utter the words, Jesus, you know, I, I confess I've sinned. And I'm asking, will you come into my heart and be Lord and Savior? And, and we say that from a sincere place. The moment that Jesus tells that person no while they're alive, that means that salvation isn't for everyone. That means that John 3.16 is not really real because it doesn't apply to all. It only applies to some that are living. And that's why I keep using the term, as long as you're living, you have until your last, that last breath you have, or whatever that last breath looks like, 
But Jesus will not turn away anyone who, who, like, with a sincere heart, right? We have to confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, that we have been forgiven of our sins. Come on, there has to be a, there, there's something that happens in the heart. You know what I'm saying? And, but, um, and Dr. Fear, I mean, can I ask a question? Hi, this is Tanya. Hi, great to hear your sound this morning. Um, So what about, like, example of somebody who like dmx who loved the lord but got caught in his sin i don't okay so this is what i'm going to say with dmx and this goes to exactly what i was just saying right i don't i don't know what was going what on he with said DMX. in his death right but, but, but I, but I, I don't, I don't know his. yeah i don't i don't know i wasn't there that's between him and god i don't i don't know right right, right. All, I, all I'm saying is the over is the overall truth. What I do believe is I believe that there are going we will see some people in heaven that we thought were going to be in hell, and we're going to see some people in hell that we thought would be in heaven. <laughs> now I would say that, but yeah, but um, he absolutely loved the Lord, so that's why I was, you know, yeah. And, but they so I'm not get the, caught in your sin instead. Oh no, I wasn't trying to make. Determine where he went. I'm just was saying, yeah, like yeah, you're yeah. saying your last breath, and when you're taking your last breath, it's just a real, you know, be, because his his whole life was revolved loving the Lord, but he couldn't fight with you know the sin of it. So that's all. I was yeah, saying. yeah. He Thank has you. some, some struggles going. Yeah, mm-hmm. some struggles. Yeah. But like I said, that's a it's a hard thing. Like I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. Like um, you know, from funerals I go to to even funerals that I've had to minister, you know, I always just, just, just hold in my heart. I mean, I, this is something I really, you know, do. This isn't just me talking on the line right now, but like, man, I always, when I hear stories on the news, anything, first thing I said, man, I just really, really hope that that person, you know what I'm saying? Got a chance mm-hmm. to have but that But it's like, that well, God knows our heart too, right? So, he knows our heart. So is is that like in scripture when you say God absolutely knows your heart and, you know, your heart is, is gone by where he um, is determined basically by the um, choices you make, but at the same time by the fight that you cry out to him as well. So, you yeah. know how. Yeah, I'm saying, I'm saying this. We all have a chance, you know what I'm saying, up until that moment. We have a chance to receive Jesus, to to not just receive, but even if there needs to be repentance, we have that we have that chance. That's that's all I'm saying. Um, this is Juanita. Um, I think like um, when um Jesus died on the cross, and there was the two um that was on the cross as well. The um and the one said that he believed that Jesus was the Son of God or whatever. I I don't remember the exact words, but he told him that he would be with him in paradise. So he was on the cross as a sinner, getting ready to be persecuted just like Jesus was. And but he at that moment, Jesus told him he would be would be in paradise. So yes, I think that to our dying breath that we are if if he asked for forgiveness at that time, then you are forgiven at that time. He didn't, yeah. he didn't even ask for forgiveness. He, he spoke to the Lord and asked him to remember him. Remember him, yes. So he, he, the thing about that is that he didn't deny Christ. 
Right. The other, the other, the other guy on the other cross, he didn't acknowledge Christ. Exactly. Right. The Lord and Savior. But the right. other one did, and that's the difference. See, it's it's all about my perception and my understanding of the scripture. So um, that that a lot of people take that particular verse in scripture as if you could uh, live in sin and wickedness your whole life and, and on your last breath uh, be, and enter into the kingdom. I, I wouldn't take a chance on that. And so what the way I understand that, that verse, that scripture is that um, that guy up on the cross on the other side from Christ, he did not deny that Christ uh, was the Lord. Well, let me say this. I don't know if people look at the thief on the cross when they're justifying that, but I would say this, that the thief on the cross he had a he had a he had a chance. He had a moment. You know what I'm saying? Where he's able to do that. There are some people when they die, they don't have a moment. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just what it is. You know? And so like I said, all I all I know is as long as we're alive and living, Jesus will never say no to any single person who like my brother just said, from a sincere heart, you know, from a sincere heart, you know, confesses him, repents. He he will never turn him. The moment he does, that means salvation isn't for everybody. He didn't even do that with Pharisees. Yes, I, I hear you. <laughs> you listen, brother Phil. Because the, the way the, the call, the conversation of the call is flowing is stemming from the door of grace being closed, that grace runs out in revelation, you know, and, and, that, and you, we, we understand that that's not for the believers, but the unbelievers, grace will run out if, if I mean, because at the time when where they're being stung by the beast and they they can't die and they still won't acknowledge Christ as Lord. That's a that's a terrible time. We all been raptured up by then. But that's a terrible time, and you don't want to be on the other side of the door when that door closes. My God, come on, let's 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 preach some fire and brimstone here. Because this is it's it's the fear of the Lord that causes man to turn away from their wickedness. You know, we can preach grace. I I love grace because Jesus Christ brought grace and truth. But yeah. there is gonna be a a, a a season, a time when the 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 grace of door has been closed and you don't want to be caught on the other side of that but that's for the unbelievers hey minister phil can i ask you a yeah. question this city so you know in a word where it talks about the secret things belong to the lord that's kind of how i think um because who really knows i mean we know what the word says and we also know that i and, and tanya thank you for bringing up dmx because his stuff was so open Right. So we can see his sin. 
What about the, the I'm just using this as, as an example, the minister that whose life to us looks like he's not living foul, but he really is. So that's why it goes back to God. It goes back to Jesus dying on the cross for us to not try to not say anybody's judging, but who, we really can't. We don't have that power. So all we can do is continue to to try to um, love those people to the Lord, love those people out of as much sin, because we all sin, we all fall short. So I just think that that was a good analogy, because who are we to say from DMX to Pat, Bishop Tutu or whoever, Bishop somebody, we don't know, only God does. And that mm-hmm. last breath, like you said, is real. We don't know, none of us know. All we can do is is, is give, get, get, do the best that we can and just keep praying for those who we think because who, like you said, there's gonna be people, there's gonna be people that that got in, and we're gonna be like, you know, those that are. So this is a good dialogue. We we really did need this this morning. Exactly. Good morning, Phil. This is Bree. Bree, how are you? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, I um, I'm so grateful um for this conversation and for you taking the time to really explain and to expound. Um, I think this is one of the challenges and dangers that we can fall into as witnessing believers if we're not careful we can sound so self-righteous um and and that will definitely um affect our ability to witness and to bring people to christ and something about you know something as sensitive and as serious and as weighty as grace um if we're not careful we and we use it the wrong way it will be us that calls people to stumble and not to want to come to Christ. So I, I hope that this conversation just really enlightened everyone who heard it as it did myself and gave us a different perspective. And sometimes it's not even what you say, it's how you're saying it. Um, and like I said, for people who've been saved for a long time, myself included, who was born and, and raised in the grand old church of God in Christ, if we ain't careful, we can sound so self-righteous and that can be a more bigger turnoff than the sin we're trying to preach against. Hmm. Amen. Amen. Brother, Brother Phil, um, this is Priscilla again. I just want to say um, thank you what you just um, explained and said. I get questions a lot when people look at someone in the world and, and they have professed Jesus like a DMX and they want to get my opinion on it. And my reply to them is simply, I don't know what God going to do I can't answer to that but as for me in my house I'm going to serve the Lord and according to and my according to the word of God that I understand that I'm going to be responsible for but I can't tell you what God's going to do um, and I my marriage broke up simply because of grace the misunderstanding and the abuse of the grace message when someone thinks that they can do anything because God's got me and it's covered, where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. That grace message has been so exploited in the church. Even though there's plenty of things that say, what, like Paul said, does that mean that we go out and sin more? Of course not. Um, and like he says it so many times in so many different ways. And God says, because I'm holy, you live holy. Um, but it, it, it really has, I was so excited. My, my spirit just jumped when I heard you explain that. Because um, I've, I've seen saints and was married to a saint that, um, and he still has time to get it together, 
but was married to a saint who believed that I can go out and do anything and God will forgive me. And that's not, it did not resonate in my soul. It did not settle well in my soul. And um, it was something that, even though I couldn't explain it, it was just something in my spirit that just not didn't settle well. So I thank you again for your teaching. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you. Good morning, Apostle. This is um, Baby Spice. Um, I think um, the brother touched on something when he talked about grace ending. I know that we are in the the this 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 dispensation is the dispensation of grace, and I think even Bree even said it, and Dee even said it. We don't know God when or where. We don't know about anybody's grace, but I know that we are all under grace, no matter what. And that when God decides. When grace is he's it's just done, it's gonna be done. And when the next type when the next dispensation comes in, he determines it. And when it's gonna be, that's when it's gonna be. So while like um like the young lady just said, where grace is, grace will abide and abound evermore. It will increase and so will his mercy. And with within that that all that's wrapped up in that is his love. With that I'm going back on mute. Amen. Hello. Amen. Hey, this is Moxie Mona. How you doing, um, Dr. Phil? Hey, you know, um, just in case, just for me, I just love, I love this declaration. I love the conversation. But just for me, when it comes to the um, the God's grace, it's like I, I get it that I am under grace, but it's also he's given me the um, his knowledge of wisdom and, and, and understanding that when I know better to do better. You know, even when I fall, you know, I get up and it's still, you know, my father is like, God, you know, he's once again with his grace has given me another chance to do better. You know what I mean? So that's how, you know, I, I feel when it comes to his grace over me. And, you know, when I'm looking over at my brother or sister, you know, um, I have to keep my, my, my judgments off of it because, you know, I, when I get in my mind about that, I'm like, oh, why she get to do all that? You know, God, you covering her? You know, I can't be doing all that. <laughs> you know, because that is truly his business. And I know that he is love. And I know that he, you know, is mercy. And so I do, I do believe that he constantly, every time we wake up, he's constantly giving us another chance to do better. And, you know, with his strength and with his word, you know, and all that, I, it makes you, I know I can do better. I do better. You know what I'm saying? I do. I don't do what I used to do, you know. But there's still some things that I'm working on. You feel me? So I thank God for His grace. But thank you so much for your declaration. Mm-hmm. Hi, hi, Minister. Well, it's Christine again. I um, I just got a revelation just from hearing everybody and and us talking earlier about Hebrews. Um, it seems as though it's still our responsibility to go out and tell people about the gospel, about the good news, and not judge them on how they live or how how they choose to live after they heard the news or they received Jesus. Because at the end of the day, like you said, by because it's at your last dying breath, grace is extended upon each and every person and it's up to God on what happens next. It's not up to us. So if we choose, even though we know there's grace, because of our relationship with our father to live a life 
that's different than our brothers and sisters. We don't condemn them or judge them, judge them for how they live because we all fall under grace, but we still go out there and we sell the love of Christ and we tell everybody about Christ because that's what we're supposed to do. Amen. Amen. And we can do it without no condemnation. And that's what, you know, sometimes can be the hindering part because you, you, you can't, you be feeling like you can't tell somebody about something that you, you, you know, ain't doing better at. So, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So you gotta, you know, definitely. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just came back off of you. And what? Thank you. Love you. That's it, Mark. I got that one today. Amen. Me. Big Amen. I'm 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 happy to hear your voice, by the way. Good morning. I haven't heard your voice in a long time. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. <laughs> My name is Eva. My name is you say that? That, say that part of you. She said her name is Yvonne Mary Lachelle. I love how she give you the full name, honey. Every time. Every time. I'm going to call you Yvonne. 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 Hey, Yvonne. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Ooh, Phil, you started something. You brought the grace this morning. We felt it, even in your declaration. It was just such calm peace. You get the presence. Oh, God, I just thank God for you. I thank God for you. I thank God for you, brother. Amen. Hey, Dr. Phil, this is Lisa. Hey, y'all. Um, I was just about to say that, Maximona, how um, his whole declaration kind of set the pace and the tone it was easy and smooth. It was full of grace. It set the heart right to even have this conversation that we're having now. And I love, Christina, how you came in one way and now you get another way. It's really hard to extend grace when you've never really experienced it. When you know that you should be going to hell and that you know you were depraved and that God extended that to you, then you can turn around now and extend that to somebody else. And it's not a matter of I'm just living any old kind of way because it really is a heart condition and about a relationship with him. And as long as we know our main job is not to judge or decide whether anybody's going to heaven or hell, it's to share the gospel. It's to share the gospel. That that belongs to God. He's the one that can let people in and not. So when I don't have to judge that, I do know that we will live according to what's in our heart and then you will know a tree by the fruit. But nevertheless, it's still not up to me. What, what heaven do I have to allow people in? Mm. So if I extend grace, it might just give them the ability to see God's grace so that they can turn around and extend it. And now, just to your point, my favorite scripture is the goodness of the Lord that leads men to repentance. He's been so good to me that it makes me want to do right. So, um, yeah, thanks for the conversation. I love that. I love how God set it up. And then he brought this hard conversation because there's plenty of scriptures that will support um, anybody's view on it, but God absolutely knows 
um, the heart and the condition of a person. Um, yeah, I just want to share that. Thank you for this. Hey, Brother Phil, I just wanted to add that um, 1 Corinthians 3, um, 6 through 9 um, allows us just to plant the seed, and God does the increase. The same way that we found him, that someone, a laborer, crossed our path, and and we had the liberty to receive or reject, um, it's not for us to to badger them and and tell them, um, you know, to make the decision or not. It's just for us to be um uh, the voice box for God for what He's done and what it what about His love and His deliverance and what we can find in Him. So just wanted to share that scripture that um you know we are we are vessels of God to bring the message just like we received it. Yes, come on. I, I wanted to add, add to what I was saying too. Last night I was at a Bible study mm-hmm. and um, we were talking about. Um, once saved, always saved. <laughs> that was another heated kind of conversation, and we left it to the fact that God absolutely knows. It came back to the thief on the cross. It came back to um, God knowing the heart of a person, um, and then then be there being scriptures from people who are way smarter than me um, and theologians that that support their position on both sides of the fence. And at some point, we gotta recognize that that decision still is not up to me. It's up to me to live my life. It's up to me to speak the truth and speak it in love. It's up to me to love in spite of and love unconditionally. Um, so that is up to something. <laughs> you know, our hearts to get this thing right. So I want to share that part. Mm-hmm. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good morning, Philip. Good morning. Good morning. This is Imani. This is a really, really good dialogue. One of the things that I kind of think about is um, God's grace. Um, you don't think you're going to make it through the night. And the grace that he allows you to wake up every morning. But when you are in that, in the heat of not knowing if you will make it through the night, that's why we got to get it together. Because we don't know. Like you said, your last breath. You don't know when your last breath is going to be. So my goal is to God for myself is to make sure I get into the kingdom and I'm doing things right. And, of course, you want your loved ones and your friends to go as well. But we don't know who's going to go. <laughs> Just like you said, there's going to be some people up there. You can be like, wow, they're up here or some people down there. And hell's like they went to him. We don't know. But my sole job is to make sure I get into the, to the kingdom. And I'm, I'm uh, sitting up there with my father. So, Grace, this is really good. It's a month on Grace. So, thank you, Philip. You always come with the word. Thank you. Amen. Praise God. Thank you. Hallelujah. Well, say a prayer to close us out. There are no more comments. Father, we just thank you. Thank you that your grace is so sufficient for us. Lord, we just pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you to be poured out upon us, Lord God. Hallelujah. 
Lord, be poured out upon us. Let your spirit of wisdom and revelation be poured out in the area of grace, that we may understand grace more. Hallelujah, that we will know how to walk in grace and demonstrate grace. Lord, we love you, and we just thank you for grace. Um, we thank you for giving us grace to help us in time of need. Hallelujah. We we just say thank you for being so faithful, so loving, and so kind, God. Thank you for this grace. Hallelujah. And so, Lord, we just pray that uh, that we would experience more of your grace. Lord, just cause an abundant supply of grace to grow more in our lives, to empower us, Lord, to live lives that are pleasing to you. We pray for more grace. Lord, we pray that we would experience more favor as well, more of your kindness as well. Lord, that you would magnify your mercy in our lives as well. Lord, that you would comfort us in your embrace. We love you, Lord, and we just thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Have a good day. Have a good day. Have a good day. Have a good day. God bless. Have a super blessed day. Thank you, Jesus lover. Yes. Thank you all. (laughs) Love (laughs) y'all. Okay. Bye-bye.